0: Welcome to the August episode of International Voices. My name is Udo Fluck, I oversee Arts Missoula Global, and I am the host and moderator of this podcast series. To listen to episodes from the last two years, please visit artsmissoula.org, click on Global and visit Radio and Podcasts. International Voices is a monthly podcast brought to you through a collaboration of Arts Missoula Global and The Trail 1033. My guest this month is Heather Adams, who opened a new chapter in her career as Executive Director of Arts Missoula in June. You have been busy these last two months. This is a very exciting time for Arts Missoula, and I'm thankful that you took the time out of your schedule to visit with me today in the studio of the Missoula Broadcasting Company.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For those listeners not familiar with Arts Missoula, can you please give us a brief description of the mission of the office and the different programs it provides,
1: I would be happy to. And actually, it's been funny. A lot of friends have said, "Oh my gosh, that's really great! Congratulations! How awesome for you!" What does Arts Missoula do? So, um, so this is really great. Um, you know, at, which which prompted me this morning to go back and look at the mission and vision and. Um, You know, so one of the things we advocate for public and private support of the arts. So what does that mean? Like that word advocate, right? We, you know, we're looking at all of the events that happen in town and how can we promote them through our newsletter, through our, you know, mailing lists. You know, advocating comes with our sister city project, right? We've got, you know, a sister city in Duckergamund and um, Germany and Palmerston North. And we're advocating for cultural exchange, but even beyond that, we're advocating for governmental exchange. So right. things that happen in those places are similar to things and issues that happen here in Missoula. Right. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, you know, supporting the arts, we do that through some of our events like First Night, our New Year's Eve celebration, you know, where we're working with hundreds of artists in one day, you know, and right. uh, the community can really come out and find out what's happening about the arts in Missoula. Um, you know, encouraging collaborative efforts between the artists and the arts organizations. Again, so we've got those events, you know, like First Night. Um, we have an incubator project, right? So that's the, you know, falls under that advocating piece, right? right? So Mama, the, what is that? Montana Area Music Association. And we also have the Montana Book Festival. They've been very successful incubator projects. And so they come and they say, "Hey, we have these great ideas. What, what can we do? We help them sort of grow up and we send them out of the nest. Spark is another, you know, uh, program that has been incubated and is doing fabulously. Um, and then educating leaders and policymakers. So there's a lot of things that we're doing like, Americans for the Arts, we're doing an economic and arts prosperity survey currently, and that happens every six years. And people use that information, that data that we collect um, here in Missoula to then write grants for their own arts organizations, or artists might write grants using that data. Um, And then that data is collected nationally as well. And so cities, counties, states are using that information to understand the impact of the arts—we all know it's important, but we need some organization like Americans for the Arts to help us understand how it's important. So it's really exciting that Arts Missoula has been a part of that survey um, every six years and administering that. So, you know, when people don't know what Arts Missoula is, sometimes I think it's just because a lot of the things that we do are behind the scenes. I would agree. You know, like your own project—you know, at the global competency—you know, working with the, the third and seventh and eleventh graders. Right. You know, you are out there educating our youth through, you know, the school system, but you know, using hats and all of these different things, right, to get them to understand what it's like to be and to live in another place. But you know, a third grader doesn't necessarily come home and say, well, Udo Fluck from right. <laughs> Arts Missoula came today. And right. so a lot of the things that we're doing are behind the scenes. And I, I love that piece, that advocacy piece. You know, um, being that cohesive, being the glue, being the right. little interstitial piece of um, the arts and nonprofit scene here in Missoula, trying to pull it all together, trying to promote it, and make sure it stays happy, vibrant, and solvent.
0: I would agree. That was not
1: a short answer.
0: No, that, that's fine. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate um, uh, I really appreciate the inside and especially for our listeners. And you're right. I think a lot of what we do um, is in the background to make something else happen. Mm-hmm. And then those things that are happening and are visible may be things like you mentioned um, first night, uh, mm. but there are other things. What are some of Arts Missoula's annual? programming highlights?
1: Well, coming up in September 4th, we have German Fest, right? which is a, um, you you should go.
0: Or should I say, you,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so German Fest, September 4th, happening at Karis Park. I mean, that's one of those forward-facing public events that is really representative. It's right. the tip of the iceberg, actually. It's right. really representative of this Next year will be a 30-year relationship with Neckergemund, Germany. Um, but at this event, um, you will get to experience music and you know authentic food. We have beer steins that are authentic with pewter tops; they're absolutely beautiful. That will be for sale. This year we're starting like a mini market, and so we'll have all sorts of really fun things that um, that just give you a taste. You know, maybe if you could just shut your eyes for a moment, you might be imagine be able to imagine that you're somewhere in Germany, and and um, and that's really exciting, right? Not everybody has the means. To get to Germany, right? Right. So, so that event is about bringing Germany here,
0: absolutely, and
1: making sure that there's accessibility for uh, for all Mizolians to experience that.
0: And this is a great teaser because we will talk more about German Fest mm-hmm. um, a little bit later in this podcast. But I'd like to go back to um, this is still new to you because yeah. you started just a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and. What interested you in the executive director position? What was it that that made you go, that's what I would like to do?
1: Yeah. Um, Some people might know that I started and ran the Downtown Dance Collective for about 13 years. And, you know, our our Downtown Dance Collective, certainly our, our focus was dance, but We really, you know, our missions and our visions were actually similar. I mean, it was about cultivating. It was about promoting. It was about opening doors, removing barriers for artists and any Missoulian. Anyone really doesn't have to be from Missoula, of course, but anyone to participate Witness, observe, be a part of, um, you know, learn right. um, about the arts, visual right. and performing arts. Um, so the missions felt really aligned. Um, knowing about arts, Missoula, the whole time that I ran that organization, i I got to see what it did, and sure, and always thought that it was just such a cool organization. Um, so that was sort of the very outside piece, but um, you know, I, I know what impact the arts have had on my own life. You know, sure. I just was so fortunate. You know that my parents got me to dance classes, and and it really um, it really opened the door for me um, in my education, in my interests, um, for for everything. And it, at arts Missoula is really about pulling, pushing forward, pulling sometimes, right? Um, you know, the arts and bringing it to the forefront, Right. you know. um, And, you know, and and when, you know, certainly in Missoula, when we're talking about homelessness and we're talking about equity and we're talking about making sure all the voices in our community have a place, um, you know, sometimes we think maybe the arts isn't, maybe that's not where we put our money, maybe that's not where we put our focus. But, you know, it's, it's still sort of on my mind, you know, March 13th, 2020, you know, I closed the doors to the Downtown Dance Collective forever I didn't know they were forever at the time. But then I thought, wow. I mean, it's always been sort of a thought experiment to understand what the world would look like without the arts in it. But we actually just experienced that. We got to see this time where there were not arts experiences. Because things were shuttered, you know. Right. Not completely. We still had T V, we still had sure, you know, movies, you know, not everything went away. We still had art, right? But live but
0: performance things were just not.
1: Performance things and even museums, right? right? I mean, you right. couldn't go to a museum. So um, you know, being a part of an organization that is partnered with the city of Missoula, so knowing that our city values this just as much as I do, um, it was just sort of a no-brainer. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? You know, And I'm so honored that um, the board and the staff chose me.
0: How were the first two months as executive director of Missoula's designated art and culture agency?
1: Well, if it's any indicator, my very first day on the job was actually the annual awards uh, reception that Arts Missoula does, where we get to celebrate um, people, organizations, and projects in the community that are doing really great things for arts and culture, um, led beautifully by our now former executive director, Tom Benson. Um, so yeah, that was the first day on the job. You know, so it was kind of like, <laughs> "Here's your desk, great. Let's go over and do this huge event." And it was just so great, and it was such a wonderful introduction into you know sort of the inside of this organization, the end of this job, because inside of that room, you know, there were executive directors of like every other nonprofit right. in town, and. Right. and supporters and right. radio stations and artists you know and artists and all there to sort of collectively say we're back we're back we're doing this yeah collective yep. impact if we work together we can honor each other um, so it was slightly intimidating I won't lie but um, but also really exciting so anyway after I figured out where my desk was and um, <laughs> and the awards reception. It's been really busy a couple months um, just learning about the relationships that Arts Missoula has, um, wanting to honor traditions, understanding the traditions, making sure I know the why and the wherefores, right. um, the history right. so that I can honor the history and um, and then you know take the baton and move forward. So yes, it's been a busy two months.
0: Now Arts Missoula, Um, was known for many years as the cultural council in town. And while you said earlier um, that uh, when people ask, what does Arts Missoula actually do, Um, the focus in the name is on the arts. Mm -hmm. But how important is the cultural component to you? And I know Mm. from from your resume and from your background that you have had a lot of cultural experiences in other places around the world. And so yeah. I thought, I'll ask you, <laughs> how, how important is the cultural component?
1: Yeah, very. Um, I was lucky enough to grow up in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, in Arizona, um, you know, you're much like Montana, you know, you're on Indian land, you're on right. indigenous land. And my dad loved to travel and you know, we got in the car and took trips all the time. And I remember one of those trips was to Montezuma's Castle. You know, it's in Camp Verde, Arizona, and um, it's the Sinagua Indians mm-hmm. built it in like 11 AD, right? And then when the Europeans, uh, discovered it, right, it was always there. But when they saw it, right. <laughs> um, they called it Montezuma's Castle, thinking that it was the Aztec leader that actually made this um, uh, this dwelling, but but right. he didn't. But um, anyway, the name stuck, of course. But um, my mom drew Native Americans. She was an, a visual artist, mm-hmm. and so we spent a lot of time actually going onto to reservations and buying lunch for people um, so that she can draw them. And I just remember, I mean, it's just such a strong feeling with me very early on that to understand how other people live, the kind of music they hear, what they eat, what they wear, why they wear those things. Why right. does the music sound like the way it does? Um, you know, why does the pottery look this way in this part of the world and that way in another part of the world? just I just remember developing a curiosity about others and maybe... You know, as I'm older now, I, I I realize that it helps me understand myself and sort of my relationship to the world. Right. Um, but yeah, early on, I just I wanted to explore the and world. And these were
0: cultural experiences within the U.S., but I also know yeah. that you have traveled right. to South America. You've traveled to to uh, through Africa. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us
0: a little bit about those cultural experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm always I'm always so surprised at how how much the culture can vary within your own community. Right. Um and but yes, um yeah, after I graduated college, I I uh, got a cool Dana Design backpack and <laughs> backpacked through, you know, Europe. Um and then just was so lucky um to have a very good friend Jill- Jillian Kessler and her dad uh Don Thomas um they were going to Malawi, and um, you know, Jillian and I talked for about five minutes, and we decided that we wanted to to start an arts and empowerment group uh, camp, sorry, for uh, orphans in Malawi, Mulanji District, Malawi. And from that an initial com- conversation, we ended up with like twenty some people, you know, going over there from all over uh, the United States and starting this arts and empowerment camp that actually still happens, but. Um, you know, working with them, not teaching them. You right. don't teach other cultures to do your dance. You don't teach them how to do your things. We just sat in concert with them right. and we danced together and right. we made poetry together and we talked sure. about healthcare together. Right uh and it was oh my gosh it was just so amazing um then the very next year I was back in South Africa um, lady blacksmith um you might know the the group lady blacksmith mambazo mm-hmm. right um they're from this area but i uh, consulted with a dance studio there um and their sort of initial question to me was like hey how can we how can we bridge make bridges between um you know, the, the Afrikaans' uh, cultures and, you know, the Africans' cultures right. and there's a, a large, um, you know, Hindu population in that area too. So, right. you know, how can we create dance experiences that all of those people will enjoy? Right. So that was sort of the initial question that, you know, sort of led to this consulting trip that I took and, and taught. Um, yeah, I've been so lucky to travel. Um, it, it's, it's been everything. About it has absolutely formed all of my opinions about the world, about people, and hope. You know about um, the promise and and uh, the hope that art and culture
0: can bring to people. Well, and this is um, this is wonderful to hear because uh, I think you're right. There is a close connection, and I always um, believe that there is no art without culture mm-hmm. and there is no culture without art. Absolutely. So the two are so closely intertwined mm-hmm. that you can't really separate them anyway. But yep. it's just that the office used to be called the Cultural Council, yeah. <laughs> so it was all culture and no mention of the arts. Right. Now it's arts, arts Missoula, but, culture. <laughs> the cu- culture, but in a way, it's actually all the same because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. so closely connected that mm-hmm. um, when one looks at it, mm-hmm. it is, a married sort of structure there isn't Mm -hmm. one without the other possible Mm -hmm. so
1: because artists are always responding to the place and the time in which they live right Right. so they they may actually be commenting on it directly yes or they may be commenting on what they hope a future looks like in
0: an indirect way or
1: they may be commenting on if things take a left turn, right. this is what, you know, Right. I just want to make sure we represent the zombie culture out there, right? <laughs> Post-apocalyptic zombie movies, you know. Um, but, you know, artists are always responding to the time that they're in, right? right. And, and the experiences that they have on a day-to-day basis that really, you know, you can't do any study of art without understanding where how that art was created, who created it, why did they create it, and that speaks to our day-to-day experience. So yeah, arts and culture are intrinsically tied. They're really the same thing.
0: Big changes are happening. The Arts Missoula offices on East Broadley were uh, vacated at the end of, well, this month, Mm -hmm. or or are within Mm -hmm. the next couple of days. It's gonna be completely handed over. What are your plans for a new physical space, a new physical home? For Arts Missoula,
1: I have been thinking a lot about the messaging. Um, you know, right? Getting the job. You know, speaking <laughs> to what I said earlier. You know, we're so excited for you got this job. Now, what does Arts Missoula do? Right. Um, you know, and I and I believe that messaging is really, really important. Um, Agree. Not, not just s- not out of an ego sort of thing. It's not just like everybody should know what we're doing. It's more that. We offer services, and we we want to connect people to resources and services, and we want to connect organizations together. And I want to make sure that organizations know that we exist and can do this. Um, You know, the surveys that we're doing. You know, we've got a BIPOC committee um, that we want to make sure that you know people of color, indigenous people in our community know that they could come to Arts Missoula and get some representation, uh, or at least we can help them. We're right. not the only ones that do that. but
0: Yeah, the visibility is important visibility because you can't is important. offer the services if nobody knows you actually exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the websites are great. But, sure. You know, um, and, you know and, and we all know that Missoula is growing, and right. we all know that that uh, there's more and more people here all the time, and at the very least, people come and visit our beautiful um, home. Right. Um, So what I I would love to be sort of on that, you know, more main street, downtown corridor, um, and be open when theaters and other organizations are not open, because, as a former organization owner, you know, right. sometimes I just did have to lock the doors. And, right. you know, and if I thought, gosh, you know, there, there was another organization out there advocating for me, even right. if I can't be there all the time. Um, so that's how I see it. I see us being in a in a more visible, uh, more heavily foot-trafficked, you know, um, location downtown. Um, like I an s-
0: art and culture hub. Yeah, in Elssons, where absolutely. Things are coordinated where mm-hmm. there is information mm-hmm. um, about what's going on and where it's going on. And Absolutely. I think it's a great idea to have yeah. sort of a, a center um, uh, that is a coordinating Structure or some kind of yeah. A hub.
1: yeah, well, and as the city's art agency, you know right. again, I mean, right. you know we are we're, we're in partnership with the city. Um, and just to be clear, we're not fully funded by the city. um we're in partnership with them, right, right? And um they have sort of tasked us with, you know, these these various projects and and then we're free to <laughs> expand on those projects. But right. um yeah, I do believe it's incumbent upon us to to represent the arts. So, you know, I want the experience to be someone walking into our space, and to be able to buy tickets to the symphony, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. Or right. they're they're here for two days. They're like, what should I do? And right. we'll say, okay, here's what you should right. do. Here's how you can buy tickets. You can buy tickets right here. Um, you know, also to make sure that all the organizations have representation inside of that space somehow. Right. Um, I would love to. Pay tribute to the land that we rest upon, and making sure that the Native American presence is really um, known and felt, and and someone can learn something about Missoula pre, you know, pre now, right. <laughs> pre this this iteration, but know the iterations of Missoula before. You know, wouldn't it be cool if you could even learn, you know, to, to take on a little bit more of a, a museum sort of feeling and to even know about Glacial Lake Missoula? Because, again, it's all part of culture. It's all part of who we are and, and how we are and the art that we create. So, um, so, yeah, that might take a minute for us to find a space that kind of <laughs> checks all those boxes and. Um, you know, as we all know, uh, you know, rent in that area is is a, is a thing that we have to think about. But um, but I really believe that you know, once we get all of our constituents and our board members and committee and the community on board with us, that right. it's it's it will be an easy um, transition.
0: And even with the physical home gone, the phone number and the email still. Mm-hmm. Um, work So mm-hmm. if people out there have questions, yeah. um, the Arts Missoula phone number that mm-hmm. um, once connected people to the physical office mm-hmm. um, is now answered. And so mm-hmm. um, it's not like the services um, are not.
1: not at all. Uh, yeah. It's the physical yeah.
0: space that's not yeah. currently there. Yeah. But the services continue either through email um, or mm-hmm. through phone. And so if people have questions, um that'll be handled the same way um, as before. Um, Why are the arts important for a community and a society? When we look at this sort of stepping back a bit, um, we talked about Missoula, the importance um, of an arts and culture agency in a Mm -hmm. city, but in a bigger sort of picture, why are the arts important? What do the arts do um, in a person's upbringing, in a person's uh, life, in a person's interaction with others? Um,
1: you know, I think I would have answered that question maybe differently, you know, even just a few years ago. But, um, you know, our, our shared trauma of the last few years makes me want to take this uh, in a different angle. I think I think about you know, the first time that I sat back in a theater, you know, masked and distanced, I cried because it just being in a space near people collectively enjoying something. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's hard rock or classical music or ballet or, you know, a modern dance performance or a musical theater performance. Just being in that space, witnessing something together um, was was powerful. Um the arts help us understand ourselves and they help us understand each other. So right. I you know, I know that Mayor Engen, um, you know, has been a longtime supporter of Arts Missoula. Yes. And one of the reasons that he has been a supporter and and, and is a supporter of of Arts Missoula is because he knows that, you know, arts and cultural Education, awareness, exposure creates better humans. We're better citizens when right. we have empathy. Right. We're better citizens when we have understanding. Right. You know, we're we're better citizens when we don't other ourselves and other other people. Right, right. when we don't separate and right. we we all know we live in a world divided. It doesn't matter how what you believe about. Religion or politics or healthcare, you know. Um, so arts builds community. It builds community. It builds it builds bridges. Right. Right between people. Um, and that seems and to be a
0: good thing right now. Oh, you uh, know, bridge building. I um, feel like <laughs> when, when I look at the world, I'm thinking probably there's important. a few bridges missing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So bridge building. So that and
1: infrastructure week it just didn't do enough to <laughs>
0: build all the bridges back. Yeah. As far as and you were just talking about that understanding oneself. Mm-hmm. I think um, you're right. It's, one goes through sort of evolutionary stages. I think if you would ask a teenager um, about the importance of art, it'll be different than if you ask a person that is mid-20s, let's say, and a person that mm-hmm. is mid-50s, and probably a person that is uh, in their 70s or mm-hmm. 80s will will look at this and, um, and have a totally different interpretation of the importance of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so i think it's important to uh, to to think about this that it isn't something that once it's there it stays at the same level yeah. it's something that very much Changes. Sort of moves mm-hmm. and goes up and down and through one's own mm-hmm. exposure perhaps mm-hmm. through one's own traveling somewhere mm-hmm. where you see other art and where you get inspired it might actually then tell you a lot about yourself as a person Mm.
1: and and yeah yes absolutely and I and I think it's really important to remember you know there may be people out there that say well you know I live out in the middle of Montana right and you know and and I work the land and I you know and I have livestock and that that's my reality you know music is a part of everyone's life you know music will make you remember things about your childhood you've forgotten you know a certain song may make you think of you know a a family member that's no longer around music makes us dance we're kinesthetic people and that was that's been around since the dawn of woman and man um and um you know, there's barn dances. I mean, you know, oh, it, it's it's, it's just, it's literally a part of everyone's experience. And right. absolutely, it, it changes. Right. It changes depending on your location and your age and, you know, um, what your interests are, right. you know. Um, and that's even more beautiful to know that, you know, you can continue to experience art and culture in your life right? Um, at every stage of your life.
0: And even if you are not in a metropolitan center, and of course, mm-hmm. that's always easier when you have access to big museums and big art events. Mm-hmm. But I learned once that there is a thing that is called fence post art and 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 people that have uh, you know, made picture frames out of mm-hmm. wooden fence posts that oh, were wa- yeah. that were out in the prairie, and cool. and they were um, you know old and weathered and needed mm-hmm. to be replaced. And rather than to discard the fence post, they turned it into uh, prairie art yeah. and, and and framed pictures with it. And so I yeah. think even if you're far out there and you're yeah. not connected to an arts center, let's say. The fact that art is all around
1: well and think about it think about just that that painted fence post out in the middle of right. the prairie art is place making yes art makes a fence post yes a destination right a location right right now all of a sudden you know you could have you know two people say hey did you know mile marker three twenty one right you've been out there.
0: And it's Did a you connection see that? to the land.
1: Right. It's a connection to the land. It's and a to connection the to each other, right? You know, if you right. see Fence Post at Mile Marker 321, you're going to want to go and tell a friend, right? That's community building. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Now that we talked about the importance um, of art for a community or a society and what it might mean for an individual, what can happen when there is no art advocacy? Why is it so important? And I know, the in the mission of Arts Missoula, um, one part is advocacy. Why is this so important? And why is it so important to a new executive director?
1: I think that life is always, but maybe more. I I feel like every generation maybe says that life now is harder than it ever was, but. Gosh, it feels difficult these days, Um, and and I think a lot of us are concerned about our our day to day, you know, making sure that we have a roof over our head, that we that we have a a a job that sustains us, making sure that we feed ourselves and our families, and you know, making sure that our you know the greater family is 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 good. You know, we all need to take care of that, right? right? Um, And it seems like there's a lot of threats on that these days. You know, um, just, I, I like to think of it as like homeostasis, you know, just like, just that, just sort of just being warm, safe, you know, and, and all humans deserve that. Um, and it's easy to sort of forget to keep advocating for something that is about the beauty of life, right? Is about the, you know, the things that warm our hearts, the things that connect us. Um, and i that that's what advocacy is for me is is saying that you know you you take care of the things that you need to take care of and we're going to we're going to help keep this in our community keep right. this keep this visible right? right because artists themselves need all of those things too they need jobs they need to be, feel supported right they need to feed themselves and their families, right? right? And and so they need support. Right. In they need someone to advocate for them, right. right? To go and you know do the hard work of working with legislators, talking to taxpayers, you know, getting in front of other or- arts organizations and saying, "Hey, this is important." Not just because we want to make the wall pretty; we just want to put a mural on it just for the heck of it. Right. Um, but we want to make places through the art. Um, so we, we we need someone to advocate for us. It's just it's just like a child and parent relationship in some ways. Like you need your parents to advocate for you. Right. They don't just raise right. you and keep you alive, although that's <laughs> <laughs> right. that, That's pretty that's pretty important. But but they also advocate for you, right? They they help you navigate the world. And we can we can help you know Missoula and and the world beyond that. You know our organization is, is a part of that advocating.
0: And for a healthy community art advocacy is an important mm-hmm. an important part. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not sure what the community might turn into, <laughs> but it probably wouldn't be very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So art yeah. advocacy um, serves a lot of purposes that um, one might know about, but it might also do a lot of things that, as we said before, mm-hmm. that sort of happen in the background. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. really important. They might not be all that visible, mm-hmm. but they allow for other Positive things to happen, and so it's all interconnected. Yeah. Now this was um, this was more on the serious side. <laughs> um, getting uh, out of that with a personal question: What is your favorite artist, and why is that person your favorite artist? Mm,
1: yes, um, I'm going to give you like the worst answer ever, which is that I don't have one favorite artist. You don't? I, no, I really don't. Um, you know, I. Uh, I, I'm a dancer first, you right. know. So if I, I guess if I had answered this question, you know, in college, I would have said Mikhail Brushnikov, you know, um, because he just astounded me. You right. know, I saw him perform. I, I actually got to take a class with him in New York. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, uh, just everything about his artistry and his process and his integrity. Right. You know, um, you know, in high school probably would have been Keith Haring. You know, he's a visual artist. Um, yeah, uh, interestingly enough, this is not why I like these people, but he, inter- he came to my arts. I went to a performing arts high school in Phoenix, and uh, Keith Haring actually came to that school. Oh, wow. Um Yeah, and painted a mural, but um, <laughs> that's not why I like him. Um, but I just, I loved his, the imagery, right? right? It's it's people, they're androgynous, they're sort of non-binary humans, and he he uses those sort of action marks around the body, so you just, you see... They just vibrate, like his, his right. images vibrate, you right, know. And right. I just, um, and of course, he, you know, became a representative of the the movement of you know um, LGBTQ rights, and you know, he he died of AIDS, and he really brought some awareness um, to that um, in the eighties and the nineties. I don't know who would be my favorite. I mean, I you know, there's so much music. I listen to jazz music quite right. a bit and you know, Miles Davis is is a favorite. Um but um you know, I really I I love anything that speaks to my soul, you know, if I could just shut my eyes and feel it, not just see it. Right. But, you know, if it just if it just kind of hits right. in a different way, then then I'm all in. And that can be, you know, my favorite artist could be like a four-year-old, sure. you know, who's sure. just jamming out in the grocery right. store. Like when mom is just desperately trying to pick the right avocado <laughs> right. and this four-year-old is just dancing instead, you know, um, that could be my favorite artist in the moment. Yeah. You know, if, if sure. someone's feeling it, I'm with them. If they make me feel it, I'm with them
0: it it can be a mood thing. And yeah. so it depends on what kind of mood you're in. Yep. It probably depends again on one's age and um, it might change over time. Um, <laughs> but I just thought I ask in case there was one person, but I'm actually glad that there isn't and that um, you leave this open for yeah. people to move in and out mm-hmm. as the mood might change or the situation mm-hmm. might change. Yeah. We talked about advocacy a minute ago um, as one of the components of Arts Missoula's mission in connecting art and culture. The other two are education and community. Mm -hmm. Arts Missoula houses two educational programs, Spark Arts and Arts Missoula Global, which started in 2018, Arts Missoula Global that is, and has expanded significantly since its inception. What does this development mean for an executive director?
1: I think it's it's a very, very exciting part of Arts Missoula's mission. And um, I think that education, it's sort of inherent to arts experiences. Um, but again, because we advocate, we make sure that those experiences are intentional. Um, and when right. you when you make just an experience intentional, that that sort of it, it comes with education. It comes with sort of a piece that's like, okay, let's talk about this a little bit more right. and make sure that you understand what you're seeing, right? Um, and feeling and experiencing. So, um, it, yeah, it's 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 really very exciting, and you know, a lot of communities aren't. Uh, don't have the arts experiences for their um, for their young people um, like Missoula does. We're just so lucky. Um, so, uh, what does it mean as an arts uh, executive director? It means I've got a lot of work to do to make sure that these programs stay supported, um, to make sure that these programs work, and to keep bringing awareness to them. You know, right. it goes back to that messaging thing. Right. Um, you know. I think my job as an executive director is is to remove barriers to success, you know, and provide resources when I can. Right. Um, and sometimes that resource might just be my energy and my, you know, at a boy, at a girl, you did it, <laughs> you know, let's keep going. And then sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's a lot more than that. So, right. um, yeah, no, they're, they're very exciting elements of, of our mission.
0: Heather, you have danced, taught, directed, choreographed, organized, founded, and produced among other professional accomplishments. What is your primary goal that could best be described in a powerful action word? Moving forward for this year as executive director of Arts Missoula and beyond.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, shake it up. I, you know, I, I think I think moving forward, our spazula has been around for a really long time. We've got events that we've done for a really long time. I think we've got, you know, we've got tradition and history, um, and now it's time to shake it up. You know, um, the the world has changed. The and world br- looks different.
0: Breathe some fresh air into things, and
1: yeah, and and yeah and, and just and reevaluate I mean, you know it's 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 kind of an exciting time uh, in the world, kind of <laughs> if you put on certain glasses, right it's, it's an exciting time to to reevaluate right right? You know the pandemic has really shifted the way we think about things. it's shifted the what kinds of things that we need and want out of our experiences all across the board I mean sure. from from arts and you know uh, to you know athletics and and all of it. It's it's right. it's shifted. So it's just it's just time to shake it up. We're all doing it. We've all been shook up, right? And but now I want to be you know uh, you know intentional about how we do that, right. right? We've had something happen to us, right? Right. So we want to get back in the driver's seat and and reevaluate and and making sure that everything that we do is what people want and it's what people need.
0: So how how can um how can a character trade help with this shaking up? What, what is your most important character trade that you would say could help accomplish this sort of, let's change a few things, let's move, let's, let's be active and let's be productive and let's shake things up?
1: Um, I've often been told that I, I'm just really energetic and that I have a lot of, um, you know, positive you know sort of outlook and um, I, I think that's what I can bring because sometimes people don't want to shake it up you know sometimes they would say no we're just fine we've done this this way for a long time and right. and we're just fine and, and I totally get that and so you know I um, I try to be thoughtful right. um, I try to be respectful of what's come before me sure. um, I try to understand right. what's come before right. me um but but i think that i bring good energy to energy uh, I'm sorry to projects and right. to people and right. um
0: and yeah. i think it's important that things don't get stale and and probably after yeah. many years or even decades mm-hmm. um some of these some of these things um some of these uh perhaps projects or events even, mm-hmm. um, need sort of a yeah. uh, a fresh coat of paint or
1: yeah, yeah. something
0: that's sort of, uh, you know, there's still, the essence of it is still there, but right. it's a different right. appearance or if it's a different um, approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wording it that way because I know that <laughs> We were talking about um, big cultural events earlier. We yeah. talked a little bit about a German Fest, and mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm still want to continue that teasing yeah. uh, of that event. But there is another big event mm-hmm. um, that Arts Missoula, or the Cultural Council, as Arts Missoula was once called, mm-hmm. has done for decades mm-hmm. now. And if you want to talk a little bit about that and what you envision for that as far as shaking things up, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that would be great.
1: Um, First Night, right, is our Missoula's New Year's Eve yes. celebration. Um, we are not the originators of this term, First Night, actually started in Boston uh, as an alcohol-free alternative to celebrating New Year's Eve. And many cities across the planet, actually, it was a Mate. global um, experience. Um you know, had first night celebrations right. um, and, you know, over the years, I mean, thousands and thousands of Missoulians have taken part of, of first night.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, it's one of the first things I did, you yes. know, and yes. uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's a, it's an opportunity for artists in our community right. to get to, to show their stuff if they want to, right? It's up right. to them. but. Um, musicians and dancers and theater and mimes and sure. um, you know and of course it's a it's a good gig actually for the technicians in our communities right. you know those sound engineers and our videographers and because right. we have to, they're artists too and it's it's a great opportunity for them as well it's a great opportunity for sponsors to get involved right. and you know say hey we. Actively support the arts, right. and we want to be a part of this cultural event. Um, but yeah, you know, again, you know, the uh, the pandemic—I hate to keep talking about it—but it really has impacted you know so much. And
0: but even without the pandemic, I mean, mm-hmm. the way people um, want to be entertained, or the yeah. way people uh, want to celebrate a milestone such as a year coming to an end mm-hmm. and the new year starting. Mm-hmm. Over decades, that has changed. Yeah. And maybe because of um, the way people communicate now. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of new technology that is out there that allows people to connect differently. I mean, who knows? But, yeah. but I think um, the way that people want to do things is never the same. So what worked mm-hmm. 25 years ago right. um, is, uh, has changed. Absolutely. And so probably a good thing to shake it up uh, and to say, we'll start the shake up with this. Mm -hmm. And this is an event that can really be different Mm -hmm. if we are conscious of the time that we're in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that first night is an opportunity for an event to mirror what Missoula is. What is Missoula? That's what you'll see. That's what you'll feel and that's what you'll experience. Um, And it's not just, you know, what, um, you know, musicians are in the area currently. Um, So, you know, so how how to shake it up. Um, I'd like to consider actually changing the name, Um, you know, maybe like Main Street Missoula or Midnight on Missoula. I don't know. We're workshopping some names, but some different things are sort of popping up. Um,
0: that is that fresh coat of
1: paint. Yeah, that, that's part of the coat of paint. Um, and under the hood, um, I'd like to, you know, kind of focus the events. You know, we've gotten a lot of um, feedback about, you know, m- moving around downtown and maybe some difficulty in getting to, you know, one place that might be a couple of miles away from something else. So sure. um, I'm hoping that we can block off a couple of um you know, city blocks downtown. Um, I'd love to see like Shetland ponies pulling sleds of children down the main street and you know, warming huts and snow globes that you can sit inside and have a cup of hot cocoa and you know, some really cool, fun, just outdoor things. um, So that if it is really cold, then yes, we we layer up and and we just enjoy something together. Um, All the while having experiences that are, you know, music and dance right. and theater and because you know I, I, that's absolutely a, a, an essential part of the evening. Um, I would like to include you know some more dancing, you know, like like a kids rock ball and maybe like a you know a silver lighters ball and sure. you know and maybe there's sure you know a silent disco and I don't know you know right. just some more events that actually are people getting involved interacting. Um, and then on top of all of that, because, um, you know, I'm not doing anything else. On top of all of that, I think um, I'd like there to be a cathartic piece of First Night. I, I feel like, um, you know, arts events, uh, art in general, as we've talked already, is about catharsis. It is about sort of um, processing something that's... That happens, and in any given year, you know, we all go through a lot of stuff. Right. And the end of a year is is a time for celebration, but also ceremony, um, the end of something and the beginning of something. Um, right. You know, it's it's not actually the first night; it's the last night. Right. And what what are you leaving? on the last night, you know, and...
0: And what are you looking forward to? And what
1: are you looking forward to? Right. And what, you know, and maybe that's connecting and maybe it's not, maybe it's some a solitary thing. So I'd like to offer some, some alternate experiences of not just being like in a venue with loud music. Maybe there's, you know, singing by candlelight, you know, at Karis Park. You know, we've done the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center, has done the Luminarias. Um, You know, what if there's some singing involved in that? Uh, What if there's like a giant, like Burning Man kind of something like in a parking lot and we can write down the things that we want to throw away with this year and we throw it into the fire and just know. to
0: clarify we're not really talking about a burning, burning man. man no
1: <laughs> but um, but you know that idea right. which is not you know special to burning man I mean right. it, that, that's that's an idea that's yep. you know played out for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years oh, you know where we we sort of you know fire cleansing the cleansing by fire right um, you know so I think these these are all sort of of Ideas that are being workshopped, and if you're listening out there and want to be involved, we'd love to get you involved because um, you know we'll need volunteers and people to help facilitate these ideas. But also, if you have something that you would like to offer to the community in terms of catharsis and um, you know storytelling, and um, I think that would be a really nice um, addition to. Our New Year's Eve celebration, whatever it's called, but but have no fear if you're, you know, um, you know there'll there'll be things that have always been there that should continue to be, be there, right? Um, and I think that we really need to be thoughtful about, um, you know, making sure that uh, you know we see some of those, you know, music, Absolutely. you know, experiences that we've always seen. You know, Ed right. Stalling is in twelve different bands. You know, Ed needs to play. Don't worry Ed you're gonna play um, <laughs> so
0: we'll we'll keep the traditions
1: alive as well
0: well this sounds exciting and interesting mm-hmm. uh, thank you for um, for sharing uh, some of your ideas uh, that you would like to turn into realities how important is uh, the team to the leader Heather the leader of arts Missoula how important are the other individuals that are part of that team.
1: Synergy is something to work from, work with, work toward, uh, and you don't have synergy by yourself. You know, you can get really excited about what you think and what you want to do, but right. you know, if you can't, you know, bring people along with you, then it's it's just not quite the same. So, um, you know, I really I feel like. Executive director feels like an awfully lofty title for what I really want it to be. Um, I you know, imagine that table looking more like a circle than a rectangle that I'm sitting at the head of, and the team is, you know, full of people, you know, staff as well as board members and committee members that have been involved with Arts Missoula for way longer and involved in the arts community. I've been here since 1999, but certainly things were happening before I got here. Um, and uh, and I want to be a part of the team to create synergy where we can. Wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: When artists move into administrative roles, it often requires a sort of a trade-off from being an artist to being a leader or a manager. What can your fans hope uh, as far as knowing you from a role as a dancer, as a teacher, as a director, and a choreographer? Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what can you tell them?
1: <laughs> Have no fear. I will still be doing some of these things. Um, yeah, it, it, again, to be in collaboration with other artists and other creative minds, um is really exciting to me. Um, i I believe that I got the job in part because of those experiences, um, because I've been able to direct and produce and teach and all that. and um, and so I, I want to keep that part of me alive. <laughs> um, will it shift? Absolutely. you know, i I, I didn't do. Half the camps that I normally do, you know, in the summer this summer, but um, but you know, I've I've already been doing some workshops and um, even directed a show up at Fort Peck Summer Theater, and um, you know, and I'll continue to be involved. I'm working with Garden City Ballet in a couple of weeks from now. You know, doing some acting for dancers in in a, in a advance of their Nutcracker performance. Um, so I'll still be involved. I think the biggest shift is that I won't just be teaching weekly classes. Right, right. Um, that will be a little bit different. Um, but you know, as as this job gets a little bit more um, calm, you yes. know, um, on the day to day, I'm sure there'll be more opportunities. But. Um, but yes, have no fear. I, I will not go away um, on that
0: circuit. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for um, for sharing that with us. Now back to uh, the way we started today when we um, just opened the podcast and we were talking about uh, German Fest mm-hmm. as being one of the largest annual culture events and festivities celebrating almost three decades of sister city connection between Missoula and Mm Neckargemund in Germany. Next year, in fact, and you mentioned this earlier, is the 30th anniversary of our Twin Cities. For this year's festivity, as every year, German culture, food, and music will be celebrated on Labor Day Sunday, September 4th um, at Karis Park. Heather, please tell us about some Uh, exciting new attractions that you have planned for this year that people should come and check out.
1: Well, I'll be there. That's exciting.
0: (laughs) That is.
1: (laughs) And everyone listening to this podcast will be there. That's exciting. Well, I
0: sure hope so. Um,
1: Yeah, you know, I think, again, we're going to honor tradition. German Fest has been happening a long time. And there are people that are involved in German Fest that have been a part of it. For a really long time, um, since the beginning, since basically, the, yeah, since right, since ninety three, right, right. Uh, Bayern Brewing, of course, will be a part of it, and Romers Tires. I mean, you know, these are supporters and sponsors, and um, they'll continue to be um, a part of it. Um, you know, some new things that I think we'll will add. We're we're thinking about um, you know how to. Make the the experience deeper. You know, uh, you know, thinking about culture, thinking about all the ways that, you know, we define something as being German and what's to celebrate there. You know, so so we're thinking about adding like a mini market. Um, I'm saying mini because it'll be mini year this year, but maybe it's larger next year. But um, you know, where we could get you know uh, different. Vendors in town to sell things that are German, you know, whether it's food or clothes, you know, tea. Like, we're just, we're not sure exactly what that's going to look like, but a mini market I think should be really exciting. You know, we'll have music uh, led by Gary Gillette. We're looking forward to a bunch of music and dancing and, um, you know, some more representation of of other things that are German. I've also been thinking about um, a Pen Pal project. Um, I would love for were kids to come join us at German Fest and um, maybe we start up this pen pal project. So hopefully there'll be more details about that later. But, you know, again, I I want it to kind of feel uh, like we're connecting communities. Um, And, you know, this is in advance of a 30 year anniversary. So next year, you know, should be really um, even bigger, more exciting and absolutely details to follow about that.
0: Thank you again. The event is... Uh, Labor Day Sunday, uh, which is September 4th from 2 to 5, and um, we are excited. Uh, The event is free to the public, and there will be lots of uh, German food, authentic German food, uh, German um, music, uh, dance. There is an area um, for children. uh, where uh, there are activities. So it's really a family event mm-hmm. where people can uh, can go to uh, a dance, um, have some German food, have a German beverage. <laughs> uh, the kids can play. You can learn in an area about the sister city connection and Neckargemund. Uh, there's sort of a display area that goes back 30 years um, about uh, how, how it came to be, um, who the person was that initially uh, kicked it off, and um, who over time, and I think there's been about 500 um, high school students that have um, experienced uh, international travel and mm-hmm. culture and language through this um, uh, through this uh, Twin City status. So, so um, cool. all of this will be um, at Karis Park on Labor Day Sunday, September fourth. Heather, do you have anything we have not covered (laughs) that is near and dear to your heart uh, that you would like to address?
1: Besides my golden retriever.
0: um... (laughs) Tell us about the golden retriever.
1: (laughs) She's a pandemic puppy, so she's just a little over two years old, and um, she literally is the best animal on the planet. I know other other people may think their dogs are better, but it's not true. She's the best. <laughs> um, no, no, thank you, thank you for having me today, and um, thank you for an opportunity to talk about arts and culture and how I'm a part of it, and now um, with Arts Missoula. So, well, thank you,
0: thank you for taking the time, and it, this was um, very. Um, uh, educational for me as well because okay. I will be working with you. So to get to know you a little better, um,
1: I'm glad I have the job because all of these questions would have been very nerve-wracking if I didn't have the job yet. So
0: true, but no, it's uh, seriously, it's it's great to when you work with somebody um, new that you, you have some information on the person and what they're what they're envisioning, what they're planning to mm-hmm. change, what they're to, uh, planning to planning uh, to. Um, you know, to, to bring to the, the job. And so this was, I think, um, really interesting, uh, informational, educational, and I thank you for, for your time today. Um, for more information about the new executive director of Arts Missoula, please visit artsmissoula.org uh, and click on About Us and go to Team to read Heather's blog on the arts missoula website heather adams thank you for your time and for sharing your energy enthusiasm for the arts and culture with our listeners best of luck to you we will see you at and with the arts in missoula To the listeners near and far, please join me again next month for a new episode of International Voices. As always, thank you for listening. Those of you who are regularly tuning in to International Voices know, being of German descent, I usually end with a German farewell. Dankeschön fürs Zuhören. International Voices is brought to you by Arts Missoula Global and The Trail 1033. This and previous International Voices podcasts can be found at artsmissoula.org and the trail 1033.com.